0: Welcome to Legal Management Talk, official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Christina Vragovic. Today I have the opportunity to interview Ritu Basin, one of our speakers from the 2016 Annual Conference and Expo in May. Her session focused on diversity and inclusion and was called Overcoming the Discomfort with Differences. Welcome, Ritu.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself and your work in the diversity and inclusion space.
1: So over uh, six years ago, I launched a consulting practice based out of Toronto, Canada, which is where I live. I now work with global law firms, uh, banks, professional services firms, and other corporations in the area of advancing women and people from diverse communities. But My background is that I'm a lawyer. Uh, I'm a lawyer by training. I practiced law as a litigator for a few years before transitioning into doing legal talent management, which I did for a number of years, and then six years ago hung my shingle as a consultant in the inclusion space because I feel very passionate about the area.
0: Great. So your session at conference centered on a concept called minimization. What is that exactly, and how does it impact legal culture?
1: Minimization is an experience or a place along the spectrum of cultural competence. And across continuum, if you will, you can plot any individual team or organization and it, this continuum essentially reflects the various stages of cultural competence and is rooted in what's called the developmental model of intercultural sensitivity it's it's connected to a tool that's called the intercultural development inventory which measures how inclusive or culturally competent an organization is in the middle of the continuum so the the middle stage along the Uh, continuum of becoming more culturally competent or inclusive, there is a place called minimization. And organizations that I have worked with, the overwhelming majority, and dare I say every single one, I think there's a few organizations where certain departments have been a little bit higher up along the continuum in terms of being more advanced in their cultural competence, but Every single organization I have worked with, law firm uh, included, falls in this middle ground um, called minimization. When we are in minimization as an organizational culture, what happens is that we say we value inclusion, we say we value diversity, but the practical reality is that when people show up who are from different cultural communities than the dominant culture within the organization, the main message that these professionals receive is leave your differences at the door, push down your cultural differences, and instead be the same. Uh, Embrace conformity, not your differences.
0: So, I understand you have a book coming out in 2017 titled The Authenticity Principle. Tell us a little bit about the premise of this book.
1: The Authenticity Principle stems from my years of experience working in the area of leadership development and inclusion. The Authenticity Principle essentially sets out that when we know, embrace, and be who we really are, including our differences, and these differences can tie back to culture, we feel better about ourselves. We feel more connected to ourselves. We bring this spirit to our interactions with others. Others feel invited to be authentic back with us, and it helps us to create more meaningful relationships. And as a leader, when you're guiding and leading with this spirit, it helps you to ultimately create more engaged, empowered, and inclusive environments because you're being you, you're being real, it comes across, you're encouraging your team to be who they are, including their cultural differences, and rather than pushing conformity, you're embracing differences and you're embracing people to bring their preferred ways of behaving and being into the environment. It allows team members to be more engaged, it allows team members to feel more empowered, And it enables team members to feel more included.
0: How did your work helping to build inclusive organizations lead you to write this book about the topic of authenticity? Um, Why devote an entire book to this when you are consulting about it?
1: I found repeatedly in my interactions, my work, my coaching with professionals, Uh, in the legal profession and outside, who are diverse, so women, people of color, people from the LGBT community, persons with disabilities, but also white, straight, able-bodied men, that there was a theme that I was seeing and hearing about in our discussions, which is that large numbers of people who behavioral preferences are outside of the leadership, which largely in most uh, American organizations and Canadian organizations tend to be what's your neighbor-bodied men felt like they feel like they have to conform. They have to leave their behavioral differences at the door. Uh, they have to minimize uh, who they are in order to fit in. And I put fit in in um, quotes. Uh, to navigate through the, the tricky waters of that corporate environment. And so in conforming to how, to, to the pressures or the expectations that are around them, they feel disconnected, disempowered, and frankly unhappy. And, and this unhappiness connects back to, to the experience of feeling like your differences are a bad thing, that who you are, uh, your differences in particular, make you um, bad or wrong, and that in order to get ahead, in order to fit in, in order to succeed, being the same as your leadership team is what will get you ahead. And in repeatedly seeing this, on uh, the flip side, I started to explore the what happens when you feel you're, you are able to bring your authentic self to work, when you are able to be who you really are, when you are able to work with leaders to embrace your core essence, your cultural differences, and, and, and you're being authentic and you're succeeding. And what I saw is that it's liberating, it's freeing, it is extremely empowering. And to me, authenticity is the antidote of exclusion or the challenges that we experience, the antidotes to bias. It's what really truly helps us to flourish and succeed uh, because we feel more included.
0: So what can legal professionals do in order to leverage authenticity as part of their leadership style?
1: The first thing leaders can do is to be authentic themselves. So it's interesting One of the things I repeatedly heard uh, in writing the book, and and just by way of background, I interviewed over 55 leaders from around the world specifically for the purposes of writing the book, in addition to the extensive work that I have done coaching and, and in my public speaking. And what I consistently heard when doing this research is that authenticity, it's not just something that we think about but it's a feeling thing it, it's something we feel inside our own bodies when we're being authentic but more importantly when we are around others who live and lead authentically we feel it uh, in their presence and so and we feel better around people who are more authentic because they're more connected with themselves they're happier they're more tuned in they're more mindful uh, they uh, are more inclusive, and so as a leader, to, in order to leverage authentic leadership, the starting point is to be authentic yourself, which means knowing who you are, embracing who you are, and then being it as much as possible in the work environment.
0: So you touched on this a little bit, but how does that authentic leadership then help to foster an inclusive organization?
1: When we have leaders who know who they are, they embrace who they are, and then they be who they are, it's a spirit, it's an energy, it's a philosophical mindset, but it's also behavior that is practiced repeatedly in the workplace that is then modeled for others around uh, the leader. So the leader models the behavior that they expect others to follow, if you will, uh, and if you're leading with an authentic spirit, What you're saying is, I'm being me, I'm being real, um, because this is how I feel the best. And I want you to do the same. I want you to feel comfortable sharing who you are, sharing your differences. Don't self-sanitize. Don't self-censor. Speak how you wish. Share the stories that are important to you. Wear what you want to wear, if it's professionally appropriate to do so in that moment. Um, Come as you are, as opposed to feeling like you need to change your appearance, For example, shave your beard or uh, cut your hair or straighten your hair uh, or wear certain colors. Feel free to tell us about your family and your culture and your religion and your upbringing uh, as opposed to self-sanitizing around that. Or if you disagree, share your opinion rather than feeling like you need to hide your dissent. This type of spirit enables people on teams to do the same and goes back to the point around uh, being uh, inclusionary because it enables you to bring your voices of difference into the work environment.
0: Ritu Basin, thank you so much for coming in and talking with us, and thank you to our listeners and subscribers out there. For more on the latest trends, best practices, and technologies in the legal management space, check out ALA's flagship publication, Legal Management, at legalmanagement.org. And for more information about any of ALA's education, events, and member services, including our upcoming 2017 Annual Conference and Expo in Denver, Colorado, please visit alanet.org. Until next time.